the thing is, at the moment, what you're seeing is all the red-blooded macho stuff. You know, the holes in the ground and concrete and piling. There's a two-storey deep hole there, which is going directly underneath the stage. Digging a huge hole uh, next to a river um, in ground that used to be uh, connected to a canal basin has its challenges. Welcome to the new Royal Shakespeare Theatre Transformation in progress, November 2008, 18 months into the build, and creating this piece of theatre history is a drama in itself. Oh, yeah, the um, water levels ran about two, 1.82 metres, and we've gone down nearly eight metres deep. So we've had to pump, pump water constantly. General Foreman Kev Brinley, who's been on site since the demolition team left in January. Now, the basement is a key part of the new theatre. They did have the plans of the 1930s building to work with. It's just they didn't tell the whole story. And what they thought would be there wasn't, and a certain amount of extra concrete was. Tim Court is project manager for the construction manager's mace. So the guys have been breaking through about six metres of solid concrete. So that has taken us so much longer... And it's been a real struggle, but we've got there. Peter Wilson oversees the whole transformation. He's the RSC's project director. We knew that building a deep basement was going to be expensive and difficult and challenge the programme. So there were a lot of discussions with the artistic and technical team of the RSC about whether they really needed a deep basement. And we negotiated about how deep. And how deep is um, exactly deep enough for you to bury... um, Below the stage, someone uh, tall, carrying a spear, sitting on a tall throne, so that the public in the gallery can't see them when the trapdoor opens to bring them up. So that meant about uh, eight metres. Just the eight metres, then? <laughs> well, despite the problems below ground, the work on the surface has been going on apace, and just a few days ago, the huge zigzag steel beams were hoisted into place over the top of the auditorium. Tony Williams is the man on site for Bennett's Associates, the architects. We had the biggest mobile crane I've ever seen in my life to lift that, 38 tonnes. They had to close the road to bring this huge crane in. It's quite interesting, when you think of the auditorium, you've got as much space above and as much space and volume below as well to make the theatre work. We can hoist the scenery up and it'll all be shielded so you won't be able to see it. It's amazing to see it as a shell. And apparently, the distance across is within a few inches the same as Shakespeare's globe. He'd be pleased. Yes, absolutely, that's right. I think he would be pleased. What will be the thrust stage is already marked off. In fact, it's covered with a temporary wooden platform to allow work to continue in the basement beneath it while things take shape above. You can see here the, 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 the walls of the auditorium and one of the things is that anywhere you sit, no seat is more than 15 metres away from the stage. You can actually understand that now. Yes, and it's a big, big stage, isn't it? It is. It, it, it is a very large stage, yes. And if you wondered what happened to its predecessor, Tony has the answer. When the old stage came out, and I was one of the last people to stand on the old stage, we saved all the floorboards and they're going to go down here, which is a three-storey atrium that goes right the way up through the building. So when people are walking around here, they, know, they will know they're walking on the original on, on, stage? On the, on the original stage floorboards, yes, as in treading the boards. You know. <laughs> and as the new Royal Shakespeare Theatre takes shape, 
Royalty has been taking an interest in what's been happening behind the hoardings, from the real Prince of Wales to the current, much-celebrated, Prince of Denmark. Dave Tennant come round and uh, Prince Charles has been round and he stopped. He actually stopped and spoke to us. Uh, I was standing outside like, and he, well, I was gobsmacked actually. I was like, right, just think about what you say and be very careful, <laughs> as you have to. Robert, known as Yogurt, who's been on the building team from the start, and Prince Charles, as the RSC's president, was particularly interested in the way the parts retained from the original Art Deco Elizabeth Scott building of the 1930s are being renovated and incorporated into the new theatre. Work has just started on the riverside elevation of the building, and during his visit, he laid a brick in one of the brick columns. But which brick? Right-hand column, the top one there, that's right. He didn't scratch his name on it? Didn't do anything like that, but I was asked by one of his party to make sure that um, I I knew exactly which brick he'd laid for future reference. It'll go in the history books? It will, absolutely, absolutely, This particular brickwork has been exposed because the cafe that was here before has been demolished and that allows more room between the building of the theatre and the river and they'll be building a new walkway that'll go all the way from Bancroft Gardens along the river to the church where Shakespeare is buried. The cafe was um, it's about ten years after the original building um, and it was also by Elizabeth Scott but by then she changed her style and, to, and she was a complete modernist by that time, so it looked like an ocean liner. And it somehow doesn't quite fit, didn't quite fit, and after a lot of discussions with English Heritage, we decided to take it down. And the reason we were able to, in terms of space, is because our new auditorium uh, is, is much more compact, um, not so tall. And we've got a whole deck of uh, accommodation inside and on top of the original building to make a, 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 a restaurant on, on top. So we've been able to get back this wide riverside walk which provides a step-free route all the way along the riverbank. It's quite a mellow brick. Um, it's what we call a multi-red. Although it's a red brick, there's quite a lot of different colours in it. It's not the same brick as the original, but it's the same clay. And so what we're doing, we are mixing the new bricks with the reclaimed bricks in order to try and uh, blend the repairs in. So hopefully, when we've finished, you'll be able to stand back and it'll just look as if it's always been here. What Peter is very interested in is that we don't go over the top and make it look like um, a spec developer's new house, is that we keep the ghost within the walls, as he calls it. Looks to me as though they're making rather a good job of that, Peter. I think they're making a spectacularly good job of it. Um, it, it is really important not to, not to make it look brand new. I mean, it, 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 won't, it won't look right if it does. Um, it's got a history and uh, I think they're striking exactly the right balance between uh, leaving behind bricks that have got the odd chip out of them and replacing the ones that really don't do their job any longer. On the other side of the theatre, what's going to become a new landmark for Stratford is growing day by day. Today, it's just a concrete pillar, but this is the beginnings of the central lift shaft of what will become a spectacular viewing tower. Peter Wilson again. It's a new tower, but in the Victorian period, the original Victorian theatre had a tower, so for Stratfordians who like to see this kind of continuity with the past it's both new and um, in a new way putting back what was there originally. The original tower was demolished after the fire that destroyed the earlier theatre in the 1920s 
But as well as the echoes with the past, the new tower balances the new architectural design and leads your eye to the entrance to the new theatre. It will also be an attraction in itself. There's a staircase that winds round it. The idea is that you go up in the lift and you go down on the stairs. And the concrete lift shaft is just the beginning. It is an absolutely standard piece of uh, concrete construction, but that's where um, normal construction ends because it's rather an unusual structure in modern terms because what is going up around it is solid brickwork. So building solid brick that tall is something that simply doesn't happen these days. Um, Brunel would have understood it, as would most Victorians, but there aren't many brick towers these days. Standing here in the late autumn sunlight, the brickwork is still to come. Even the concrete shaft has further to climb. One, two, three, four. You're four storeys up. There's another five to go. Oh, wow. So so you're going to get a view across. You're going to be looking down on the roof of this building right across the Cotswolds and right over the town in that direction. There is the most amazing view, and I can say that with authority because... uh, few weeks ago um, some of us went up in the crane basket and we worked out exactly where the tower top was um, and uh, we took our um, house photographer Stuart Hemley with us and he took a complete panorama of views that you will be able to see from the top and they look exactly like the postcards that uh, used to be around in the 1920s that were apparently one of the most popular postcards in Stratford of the view from the old tower. And the tower's lift will give access to the upper areas of the new theatre. We joined for the first three floors. There'll be a link bridge over, so you can transfer from the structures straight out into there. And you've also got a view from the link bridge right the way down the colonnade, which links the RST with the Swan theatres, the colonnade through there. You can see the shape of that along the ground there. The work has reached that stage when you can get a real feel for the new building and the interaction between the old and the new. The construction management is being organised in packages, each package being developed as and when it's needed, from completing the design to putting it out to tender. It's all a bit more fluid than you might expect from a project of this size. Tim Court again, from the construction manager's mace. On a a normal traditional contract, all the information would would be needed up front and then you'd go to a builder and you'd asked for pricing for the whole job, and so you'd need the whole design. Well, here we haven't got that. We've got, and we we can cut it into chunks, and you need the demolition right at the beginning. You don't need the carpets then. You don't need to decide on the colour of the walls. And even when we're bringing the structure up, we're still designing the latter parts, the, the toilets, the dressing rooms, and all those sort of things. As long as we've got the framework agreed... We don't need the information that early on in the process. You wouldn't buy a three-year-old television, so you're not going to buy a three-year-old theatre. We can design it and build it right up to the minute and, and get the best possible technology and finishes and all things like that. And it's the job of a lifetime. Architect Tony Williams had actually taken early retirement, but when he spotted this project on the horizon, he put some feelers out to Bennett's Associates the architects, and now finds himself their eyes and ears on site. And given the nature of the project, with its cutting-edge technological elements combining with heritage renovation, it's proving every bit as exciting as he'd imagined.
The only problem is that um, the people that I'm working for um, within Bennett's, they're all obscenely young, you know, they're all in the kind of middle 20s. And I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I, I, I um, um, slightly a father figure, you know, avuncular, I think is the expression. But the thing is, it was very flattering to be asked, and there's only one RSC, there's only one Royal Shakespeare Theatre, and there's only one Shakespeare, and so it's an um, opportunity of a lifetime. I love it. And Mrs Tim Court is also rather happy to be here. It was that kind of job that you just had to win. We like to be associated with iconic buildings and structures like the Millennium Wheel, British Museum, things that other jobs that we have done, and this was a must-do, and I just wanted to be on the project. This is, and I've got it. Has it let you down at all? No, it's absolutely fantastic, fantastic. Yogurt, who has spent much of his time up on cherry pickers working on the concrete pockets that will support the new structure in the original walls, is also quietly pleased with how it's all going. We all muck in, tidy up, everyone works together. I've actually seen a lot go up from concrete to steel, everything like so. It's, uh, it's come on quite well, it's looking very nice. There is a great feel to this project. From the people who work here, the problem-solving, the way it's all fitting together, the mix between the old and the new. The ghosts in those walls, well, they're looking on. And the work that has gone into the planning in the past and day-to-day is paying off so that, so far, it's all on schedule, give or take. Uh, We're a little bit adrift at the moment, but only a matter of days. We've been here two years on site. We've been 18 months actually building. And uh, to get where we are now, with all the problems in the ground, is... uh, not miraculous, it's well planned. (laughs) 